Welcome to Situationship Central, the podcast aimed at 70s babies and 80s kids, the Situationship Generation. Greetings and welcome to Situationship Central. This is season one, episode five. We are talking dating and marriage and my name is Comfort without apology. And my name really is Comfort now. Can I just have a yeah, moment? Thank you, thank you. So I just changed my name by deed poll. Not my actual first name, it's not comfort, but I got rid of Kim. Kim. Who the hell is Kim? I hated that name with a passion, so yeah, I got rid of it. So yeah, my name is Comfort without apology, and I am joined in the studio today by two wonderful guests. I shall introduce them first. On the left, we have Simone Brown. Simone, make some noise. Whoop, whoop. Happy to be here. Thank you for coming. So Simone is an 80s baby and she is repping Sierra Leone. She's a content creator, does loads of things online. This woman is like one of the social butterflies of London, always out and about, looking fabulous every time. I, I don't know how you do it, you know. Because I see, <laughs> I see your pictures and I just feel tired. I just think, she looks amazing. Like, how does she have the energy to just always look so crisp? Um, but yeah, what have you been up to? Me, I'm currently working on a screenplay mm-hmm. for um, a television series about dating. Okay. So, yeah, this is a very relevant topic and very dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So we'll get into that in a little while, hear a little bit more about that. And then we also have Amanoir, 70s baby, married, repping Guyana. What you saying, Amon? How you doing? So good. We're good. Blessed yeah. to be here. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah. You know, we come through the, 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 the rush hour, which is craziness. <laughs> I know people do it all the day and they, they manage it, but boy. It's hard when you yeah, don't do it every day. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't miss commuting at all. It's not, mm. it's not fun. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, I do multiple things, actually. I'm a education consultant primarily mm-hmm. um been working with young people for about 28 years now 28 uh, 28 y'all wow and um and i'm also a spoken word artist i've been mm-hmm. doing that for 20 years next year you know 20 wow. years spoken word artist um and i'm a co-founder of a children's brand called reflect couture okay um so yeah that's what i do i mm-hmm. guess there's a few other bits and pieces but that's primarily what i do just re- out here ripping the portfolio career uh, you understand mm-hmm mm-hmm they're, they're quality things to be doing, though. You're not just out on road, you know. Like, well, like, sometimes we're out on road, just, isn't it? Man's just, man's just <laughs> you know, at just doing a hundred and one things. But they're quality, yeah. they're quality roles, man. They're quality roles. Yeah, well, 10,000 hours, you know. 10,000 hours? Well, when you think about it, you think about it in regards. I know many people know um, Gladmore's example of you become an expert or a master after you master something okay. for 10,000 hours. So mm-hmm. I've done that and then some in all of those areas. So wow. education consultant is what I do. I live I live for that. Mm-hmm. Um, spoken word artist, I've put in the hours, we've toured, we've done loads of things. So mm-hmm. I feel a role, I can speak from that position of saying in some areas, rather than saying a jack of all trades and master of none, there yeah. are some that I have mastered. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm not afraid to not afraid to say that. It's just one of the things that, there's other things that I do. I DJ, I do other stuff. Yeah. I used to teach dance. There's so many things that I used to do, but, mm-hmm. and I create video content and stuff as well. Yeah. So, you know, we've, we've done a few documentaries and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So there's other skills that are there, but in terms of mastering them, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're still to get there. We have time. Every day is a lesson and every day is part of the journey. So it's all good. It's all good. So today's topic is um, on dating and marriage. And I really wanted to touch on this because tired, me tired. So (laughs) I just feel like looking around specifically online, talking to people that I know, seeing 
relationships um, and mm, representation of so-called relationships and situationships and listening to a lot of people who seem really dissatisfied with the dating scenario and the dating scene and the dating landscape in London, in Black London in particular. And um, it's interesting to hear the male side versus the female side, but also what I'm noticing a lot of online is a lot of people telling women what we're doing wrong, what we should be doing, how we should be behaving, how we should be dressing, how we should be managing our bodies in order to bag a man, find a husband and, and be a wifey and act like wifey, don't act like wifey. Why are you offering him wifey, wifey, what's the word? Or some looking Simone, help me, man. What am I looking for? Wifey benefits. When he's, when he's never, he's never gonna step up if he's getting everything, like, because man's got the whole cow, why does he need to buy the milk or whatever the saying is? Mm. Like, I'm tired, I'm tired. And so (laughs) I wanted to invite Simone specifically because I know that she shares some of my dating angst. And, um, and you, I mean, particularly as a married man who has been married for a considerable period of time, let's share with the people them how long you've been married. Um, 18 years. 18, 18 years, yeah. It's so more time than some of us will ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and and I've got a friend the other day who just celebrated 24 years mm. and she's younger than me. Mm. And I'm just like, wow, like I'm still in awe. And I, and I do still aspire to marriage, but I find that I think I'm in a minority um, in terms of what people are expecting or working towards these days. Yes. Um, so, I mean, what prompted you? And it might sound like a silly question, given that you've been married for, you know, a considerable period of time, but what prompted you to want to marry in the first place? It's an interesting question because I think I've answered this question um, in regards to reflecting on my own family. <clears throat> I have um, friends of the family, close family, who um, an example was they were together for about 18 years mm-hmm. and then they got married and the marriage lasts for like three years. Oh, wow. And one thing that always resonated with me was that they could have been married for 24 years or whatever. Yeah. You understand yeah. what I mean? And this kind of made me think, well, what is the difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is when I first got married. It's like, well, what's the difference? What, what's the difference between not being married and being married? Yeah. And so for me, it was a matter of saying, well, seeing that and mm-hmm. seeing my cousins or close family go through that, it kind of made me feel, well, okay. I already said to my mum, my mum can vouch for this. I remember speaking to my mum from when I was probably... Oh, about 16, maybe mm-hmm. 15, 15, 16. And mm-hmm. I said to my mum, I'm going to marry this woman. And my mum, this girl, so it's a girl in yeah, yeah, yeah. The same mom, girl that turned out to be your queen yeah. now, right? And okay. my mum said, yeah, whatever, son. <laughs> and I get it. You know, as far as she was concerned, come on, man, you know, you're not going to marry her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can vouch for, for me actually acknowledging that. And I think that from, from very young, I always had a, an understanding about trying to be with one and I'm, I'm just being very honest and open like, it wasn't mm-hmm. something that I automatically like yeah you're with one girl I went through my whole stages you know you yeah. go for this 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 thing where you follow other boys in terms of what you're meant to do as a man mm-hmm. um, and have multiple women that's just what you do mm-hmm. um, and so but always in the back of my mind was always be steady with a girlfriend have a steady girlfriend that was always what I was kind of mm-hmm. what I chose to do a steady girlfriend whilst having holy bigger so I'm like, just trying to be clear. Yeah, kind of. If, right. if, 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 if that, and what I mean by that is that the, the intent was there to say that you really want to settle with one. Right. It's not like I want to play the field and I don't want to be, okay. I really want to settle with one. And that was the intent. But over time you start to realise that, you know, you, for you to really want that, you've got to start adjusting your own life. Anyway, mm-hmm. the point was, was that I felt that why wait? 
um, and why not make that commitment and show that you're actually, well, if we're going to be together, let's make a statement, um, especially in that period where, um, and, and for those who have, who have been married, you know, that, I don't want to call it honeymoon period, but that period mm. where you are just together, you understand that they, I, I really care for this person, they care for me, I can see their attributes, I can see all the positive things that they're doing. There's little things that might be annoying, but that's so minor compared to the positive mm. stuff. And when you're in that space, those commitments that you make can take you for a year, two years, three years, however amount of time, and then it becomes work now for you to maintain it. I mean, I don't yeah. want to go ahead, yeah. but it, that <laughs> initial period, I just thought, go for it. Do it now. Don't feel no way. I also had my older sister yeah. who had been an example as well. So she married, not necessarily as young as me, mm-hmm. but she married at a certain point where marriage, you know, nowadays it's hard to even find a marriage to go to. Uh, yeah. You know, so, but in them times it was a lot more common, but she made that, she made that jump. So there mm-hmm. was an example for me to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably a combination of those two things mm. that really made me make that decision that I'm going to, get married and so that was a conscious decision it wasn't because what i'm finding talking to people of late is that men often (laughs) no let me not let me not tie everybody with the same brush seem to be in a situation where they're going with the flow of a relationship and they're not really making any concerted decisions it's kind of like yeah we're together in it and everything's cool and it's the woman that's doing the pushing and the prodding and the molding of the of the circumstance Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to hear you say that you decided. Yeah, most definitely. And my, my wife will testify to that. She never asked me. Yeah. I made a point of saying, I'm going to make this commitment. She never put any pressure. She said, oh, you know, I need to marry me and nothing yeah. like that. She wasn't hinting, like, nope. you know, shopping, passing dresses. Well, no, um. boy, let me think about <laughs> Maybe I didn't miss a couple. You know what I mean? But no, not as far as I'm aware. Not okay. as far as I'm aware. This has always been something that I have decided we're going to make this move. And then, I suppose from a man's perspective, it's like, she's going to say yes, isn't it? Because men don't propose and get turned down. So, so you Yeah, expect- but there's an, there's an element of you fishing to find out whether that's the... No, man, there was no fishing going in, man. So you asked, more- you, it was a blind question on the basis that she could have actually well, turned around and said, nah. She could have, but, uh, you know... Because yeah, people say no, if someone says no, he's an idiot. How could he have not known that? <laughs> Surely he should have said something earlier that would have indicated whether she was on the same page, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So it's interesting if you say, no, that wasn't the case. No, it wasn't. Asked. I just feel that, I just feel that you, I wouldn't have asked if I didn't think I was going to get a yes, if that's the truth. So yeah. arrogance? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Confidence There's a fine line, right? There's a fine yeah. line. I just felt of a, we know each other well enough. We've been through enough. Mm. We we also had my, my daughter who was two at the time. One, yeah, yeah. one two. Um, and so she was also something that we had invested in. Yeah. And so that is something that we had, as I was saying, we, at the very beginning, it was like, there's nothing better than this. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? This makes complete sense to mm. us. It makes complete sense to us. So for me asking, it wasn't like, oh, this is a shot in the dark. It was like, yeah. this this is following in what, what it's I evo- think we created. It's evolution yeah. from where you were to where you were going. True. True. Okay. Okay. Can I ask what age you got married at? Can I ask what age you got married at? Um, no. I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> I remember. remember. I don't remember. <laughs> no, I don't remember. If I was to put a number on it, um, is it mid twenties? So early twenty. Um, yeah, maybe mid twenties. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Hold on. What do um, I'm for? I'm for, I'm forty six next next okay. month. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, so did you say eighteen years? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't actually know. <laughs> quick mouse, there's no quick mouse going on there. There's, there's no quick mouse going on. Twenty two. Yeah. Samsung. Yeah. Samsung. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, and, and that's it, because I don't even put a number to it. I don't think back and then I think, right, that's young, you know. Yeah. 
But, but it wasn't, in them times, it wasn't, I say them times like it was that long ago, it wasn't. But the, I think I the know. attitudes were a little bit different. Were there were there men in your family that, that said, what are you doing? Like, you're young, go and sell your oats or live your best life. People no. use that phrase. But no, you know. truly, there wasn't. I don't, I don't. It's funny because I think I've always surrounded myself with people who gave some kind of positive reflection. Yeah. And so out of my friends, I was probably the youngest because I, I got friends that probably about two, three, four years older than me. Mm-hmm. And so they were of a certain age where they're like, go on, go yeah. on, you know, that's a big move you're making. And they weren't like, boy, you're sure, King, you're sure. Yeah, there yeah. was none of that. <laughs> and so maybe if I had some of that, that might have been something to question. Do you know what I mean? That mm. might put doubts in my mind. But I've, I felt that, no, I'm doing the right thing. And and just in hindsight, people then afterwards like, boy, that's a big move, you know, like, yeah. big you up for that. So there's people who weren't even invited to my wedding that turned up <laughs> and was like, and it was all love, it was people all love. Bread, yeah, right? man, you know it go. <laughs> You know what I mean? Free food and drink. It, it can work. But I think that they came was like, blessed. This is, this is a bit. I just want to pop my head in and just say, you know, blessed for that. And you know what I mean? Pop my head in. It's yeah, a man, yeah, man. But I swear to God, it was in where I live. It's very communal based. Okay. Yeah? I'm a youth worker at heart. Yeah, so true. people know me through being in the community. Yeah. So it wasn't even like, you only don't invite people because of money. That's the truth. When it yeah, comes to wedding. Because people are counting per head, isn't it? And, it, right. gets, and it starts to get stressful and it starts to add up. Yeah. And everyone who did turn out that weren't invited was blessed. It okay. wasn't even like, boy, what them doing here? It was yeah, like, yeah. no, nah, nice to see you and, and things. So, mm. yeah. Okay. Simone, thoughts on the same the same question? Can I remember, remember what the question was? I think you asked him specifically about ask, marriage. I asked him specifically about marriage. So I want to ask you specifically about what are your thoughts on marriage in these climate that we're living in now? Do you feel like there is a place for marriage? I know from a cultural perspective yeah. that... Um, marriage is still important in subcultures. So if mm-hmm. we give, I see a lot of Nigerian weddings mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. online, if I'm definitely just looking um, at kind of what's coming through my timeline. Mm-hmm. So people are definitely still getting married and they yeah. still believe in an institution. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's hard to know what the percentages are. I can only speak from personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my age is also another factor. So I'm nearly 40. So I just think, obviously, young people are getting married. Mm. But I think many people my age, they're already married in a relationship. Or if they're single, then they're either single by choice or single by, (laughs) I don't know, design in in a sense that they're probably um, not equipped to be in a relationship. Because, you know, you have to... There's a lot you have to give in, in a relationship mentally and all these kind of things. And some people just cannot give. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I feel for my experience, I feel that the pool is quite shallow yeah. because of the age bracket that I'm in. And I think um, a lot of people have already locked into their relationships. I was going to say, why, how do you think that that impacts based on an age perspective? So you think that people are already locked into to long term relationships or, or they don't want to be in a relationship? I'm saying if you're a particular age, yeah. so most people would say the good age to get married is your late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. So if that's the premise mm. and you're unmarried past that age, yeah. then I would assume naturally that if most people are still within their marriages. Mm-hmm. So therefore the people remaining mm. either don't want to be married, have no interest, <laughs> want to play the field, be the player, player or whatever, or feel... Yeah. Um, that there's, you know, um, a surplus. Mm-hmm. So they don't need to lock themselves down to one woman. And a lot of people have um, green as grasser. Sorry. Yeah, the grass, grass, grass is greener, greener mentality. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to make a choice because they think that something better is coming yeah. along. And like I said, the other 
um, the subset of men and women are probably just don't function well in re- relationships. Maybe they got some emotional hurt or damage that they're mm. still dealing with, or they might actually have um, some sort of disorders that make it hard for them to interact effectively with other human beings. <laughs> disorders, you know. But the thing is, you say that, but then people are having relationships and people yeah. are having situationships, yeah. and so clearly people want to be with one another. They want the, the I think benefits a normal human interaction is yeah. to want intimacy on some level Mm -hmm. whether it's emotional physical yeah so yeah but like you say with a situationship that's temporary it takes a lot to maintain a long-term healthy strong relationship Mm. and i don't think a lot of people are equipped to um be in those so that's why you get a situationship Mm. so would you say that kind of yeah i'm just thinking now if, if i asked the question that i wanted to ask do you think there's a place for marriage though? Do Absolutely. You, do, you, would you, do you see yourself as somebody who would like to still get married? I would like to get married to the right person. Okay. So um, I feel it's, I think marriage, people see it differently. Some people see it as companionship. Yeah. Some people see it as family, children, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Some people see it as a legacy and, you know, continuing a family name. Mm-hmm. Then there are cultural reasons why people get married kind of in line with legacy building and stuff like that. Yeah. And even if you look at the royals, they need to continue. So mm-hmm. all, all those kind of notions. So for the each individual have a reason for why or why not they don't get married but i want to get married for companionship okay because i do not want children okay. and i think that disqualifies me from even being a candidate for marriage really because yeah. most men tie in family into marriage and most men actually in my opinion yeah don't come for me <laughs> in my opinion having children is very important to men most men are always like my legacy so yeah um when i was online dating mm-hmm. <laughs> um i kind of put that information quite early like i yeah. actually do not want children and mm-hmm. then a lot of guys are like okay then toodaloo and i respect that yeah because they um, know they're clear absolutely mm-hmm. and you know it's the one thing a woman can offer a man that a man can't do for himself mm. having children yeah i think it's interesting that you say that because like you, I made a decision not to have children. Um, but that decision has come quite late. I never wanted children. And then I decided at some point that I wanted children with a particular person. And then that didn't go the way that I'd hoped. And so then I got to a certain age and I was like, okay, once I hit this kind of benchmark, I'm not going down that road. I don't want to be an old mum and I don't want to deal with the potential complications that come with age. And so I just had to draw a line somewhere. But it was actually a lot tougher than I anticipated. In my mind, I felt like I made that decision knowingly with the right information and it was a com- it was a decision I was comfortable with. And then a few months down the line, a year down the line, certain scenarios happened and just left me feeling broken. Like it was, rah, this is a real actual decision that I've taken like this is never going to happen and there were times when I'd be in the street and see someone pregnant or someone who's just got just had a child and it was like well I'm never going to know what that feels like and then there's other times it's like yeah that's not appealing at all you look and you just think that's not my life and it doesn't it doesn't I don't feel no way about saying that or feeling that but then you got the flip side like as a woman I'm sure Simone you can you can identify you spend your whole life from 
being a, a toddler, if you like, to always having men and boys at the forefront of your mind in all decisions that are made and being told, don't do this because boys won't like you and don't do this because nobody will want you and don't do this because no one will marry you and don't do this and don't get pregnant and don't get pregnant and don't get pregnant and don't get pregnant. And you get told your whole life, don't get pregnant. And you get to your 30s and it's like, why aren't you pregnant? Why aren't you having children? It's like, I've just been told not to have any children my whole life. What's that supposed to have children? Was there a window in there somewhere? And then... Um, and then it was funny because there was a time when in your late 20s and you're meeting guys and they're saying to you, so how many kids have you got? Firstly, I don't do goats and I don't have any kids. I don't have any children. And I have that discussion on a daily basis and people are just like, what do you mean? They get really offended, you know, because they don't know what a goat is. So, um, and then it was always... Why haven't you got no children? What's wrong with you? And it's just like, wow. And then on the occasions when I used to proudly say, do you see any ring on my hand? I don't have a, I ain't got, I ain't married. Well, I'm not got no children. And then you get scoffed at. Like, man will laugh. I've had man laugh at my in my face in a club, in the street, in the supermarket. Guy that I used to go to college with was just like, right, they still make people like you. And I was like, wow. And I was like, how many children do you have? Yeah, I got three, you know, three together. Well, nah, boy, what happened was, yeah? And then, but but I'm being judged. And I'm like, what is that about? So, but then when you talk to men and you say, I don't want to have children outside of being married, it's like, you're some alien with, with, with snakes going out of your forehead. I think because so many women want children by any means necessary. And I mm. think that's the majority. I think a lot of women are wired that, that it just has to happen within their lifetime. Yeah. So some women who don't have the relationship will still have the baby um, mm. and so when they come across women like us mm. it's kind it's of confusing yeah so yeah people think that i'm physically unable to have children oh really yeah well that's the assumption that they'll make yeah okay. um for me honestly i think it's because i grew up in a single parent family yeah i just said to myself i'm never going to be a single parent mm-hmm. and the only way i can guarantee that is to not have children yeah because i can't control what another human being does mm-hmm. so for me i don't know i just understood who i was and what i can handle in life or what, how i want my life to be mm-hmm. and i don't want that struggle i'm not here to struggle on that level yeah to be um a single parent um so that was just a choice that i made for myself mm-hmm do you think a man could twang, twang you for one of a better expression if Look. i met the most amazing guy who yeah. made me feel safe and secure within a relationship i.e that our relationship was very strong mm-hmm. then maybe but i've never experienced that relationship where i felt that nothing could shake us okay mm-hmm. mm. can i ask a question yeah what, what what is that what is the um making you feel secure and strong what is it it's time isn't it um so it's just what you build over time. So if a relationship that I'm in doesn't even last a year, then, mm. you know, if you're five years with someone, then you're like, okay. And again, it's not just time, is it? It's, it's effort. Yeah, it's time and effort. Time. I just think you know when somebody is all for you and all for family. Yeah. And you know when somebody's a bit selfish and Flaky. they're not really focused and the mm-hmm. effort's not there. Focus, man. Focus <laughs> is key, man. A lot of people just don't have any focus. I just think in today's society, it's about self. Yeah. And I, I think in every way, when you look at microwave meals for one, like <laughs> everything is yeah. geared for the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that family values kind of aren't popular in 
especially in Western culture, yeah, it's a very me, myself and I mm. type of society. And when you've been born in it and you lived in it, we, you know, Afro-Caribbeans have adopted mm. very Western ideals. Mm-hmm. And because even like, you know, I can't remember what I was watching, but this young African woman was swearing to her mum. I think I was watching a what? short story. It was a short story, so it was fiction. Oh. But <laughs> it was scripted that a young lady was um, conversing with her mother and swearing. And I was just like, I'm being 39 sense. and it could never happen. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if young writers are writing that, then it's a possibility that that's possibly happening within the household. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking that how we're losing our core cultural values and kind of subscribing to mainstream Mm. British ways of being. Mm -hmm. And I just think family values Mm. aren't at the forefront in the way that they are. But then you say that, but then I think British stroke English people are still getting married in their droves. They get married young still and they and they do the whole reverence for family and you know grandma being in the house and that kind of thing. Like Mm -hmm. how the Asians move where you have multiple generations within the household. Yeah. And that kind of preservation of culture, Mm -hmm. care for your ancestors, Mm -hmm. British people don't demonstrate those values. Mm. And sorry, just to add to that as well, I think there's an element of understanding the cultural dynamics yeah. that take place. We have inherited mm-hmm. a different cultural base. And so what happens is that it's detrimental to actually our existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is um, there's a Dr. Drew Leary, Drew Leary that speaks about um, the axes of a people. Yeah, You see, as people from the continent or however you want to describe us, um, our axis was about relationships. Mm-hmm. That's what was the most important thing to us. Mm-hmm. The Western world was very different. It was about survival. Yeah. And survival becomes about self, self self-preservation. preservation. Yeah. Don't bring children into the equation because that's more mouths that you have to feed. Mm-hmm. And so that concept is something that when we start to, that's, and that's why I appreciate when we look at other cultures in terms of that extended family, that extended family is what actually makes the basis for everything to function. So grandparents look after the parents. Yeah. Look after the children. So the that parents. the parents to, to mm-hmm. do other things. And mm-hmm. that extended family is what builds our relationships. It mm-hmm. develops those sorts of things. And then you recognise the importance of having that as your basis and your foundation for moving forward. But if it, if it comes very personalised and individual, that breaks down. So yes, yes you may have um, those who are so-called British and English still marrying in their droves. Yeah. But that's because they don't take it on board as much as we do. And mm. what I mean by that, the dysfunctional families that we create mm-hmm. can't function on this individual mentality because mm-hmm. that's not our basis. That's not really the basis of how we're meant to function. It's about those relationships. And so when we start taking on some of these identities, it means that it really leaves us wanting mm-hmm. and without going back to really the source. This is why culture is so important. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's a, there's a, some people don't get down to those sorts of things and yeah, it just yeah. becomes a matter of just personal yeah. without taking an effect on consumer. I just wanted to add that as well. No, 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 and I fully hear you, but it's interesting you say that because there was something you said about grandparents looking after children. So the, 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 third, the first generation looking after the third generation, the second generation can get on and do what needs to be done. But now we come from a time where our families are younger and younger. Mm-hmm. And so even for me, like, bless my mum, she's passed. But my mum was 59 when she passed. My, my dad now is 60. I'm 44. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, my parents were young. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying this about my parents specifically, but that generation of first generation British are very much, don't call me auntie. Like, I'm not old enough to be an auntie. Oh, okay. Don't call me... Um, 
don't I might be a young grandma mm. but you think I'm raising your picnic I've done my picnic raising it's time it's my time to shine it's my time to rave I'm living my best life and so there's a dis, a discrepancy I between... don't have that in my culture my mm. mom is ready to put her life on hold yeah and, and she's like grandma. she's like I just have the baby and I'll take care of it <laughs> But I think that's quite rare for our age group. Now. And I think it's a cultural thing, and and I think it's a socio-economic thing. It's like if yeah. you do have the resources to do it, and then a lot of times it's about um, trauma again. Because mm-hmm. if your parent had not a great time raising yeah. you, and there was lots of sacrifices and stuff, they're not they wanted because they would need yeah. to have their fun and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I guess it's just a mindset and a mentality. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to like I'm first generation, yeah. so my grandmother's not here. Like yeah, so you're first generation here. I'm f- f- oh, not third, second generation okay. here. So I think I think, and most people I know, their parents came here. Mm-hmm. My parents and my aunts and my uncles and everyone were born here. So there's a little bit of a difference in terms of attitudes, and and I've noticed that across the board, not just with my own family, but the culture I've heard will a dilute. Lot of, I'm not raising no one else's picnic. I've done my picnic raising and it's not like, you're not going to just lumber your child on me. I've heard that and I'm too. Like, bit, yeah. oh, okay. Soon. It's like that. <laughs> well, I think this, and this is where the, you see, the example we were talking about before was around um, a child swearing at their parents. Yeah. You see? But when you're raised by your grandparents, yeah. that can't even come into your concept. You can't even <laughs> you fathom even that. dream of it. Yeah. And so this that disconnect is where, when we start to really go along and start looking deeper at why is it that people are not marrying and blah, 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 blah. Mm. It, it has to be centered within that. It has to be centered within that. And I think that sometimes when we're when we're really thinking about relationships, and I'm, I'm just going on what friends have told me, it's like, you have to really start thinking about where's their family from? Yeah. How much do I understand about that? How aligned are you? In yeah, it's not just about the person that yeah. I like. It's mm-hmm. about where's that, where's, where's the family joining here? Mm-hmm. Because that's what it should be. It should mm-hmm. be a matter of it's a joining of two families and those two yes. families bring their... But people will say no. I said this to somebody just last week. When you're getting married, you're marrying into the family. No, banda, I'm marrying the person. Their family, their family is important, but only to a certain extent. No one can't come and tell me nothing. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, okay. That's wow. Not cult- that's not a cultural from a kind of African or Caribbean cultural perspective, is it? Because not, you, mm, when Nigerian, I don't know, but when, I'm talking, when Nigerians I'm talking to marry, it's very much about bringing families together and stuff like that. Yeah. I just think we're just coming from a very western perspective i think there's a lot of confusion and again when you mm-hmm. are um in a situation where your parent your family's from a particular culture but you've been born and raised here yeah you've got different narratives in your head yeah and then meshing together yeah and you're trying to mm-hmm. make this hybrid culture for yourself yeah and i don't know if it's working Mutants, exactly um and yeah i think we we think we know what we're doing, but clearly when you look at um, how the, the landscape is, we don't know what we're doing. And it's funny, when you're a child, you think your parents have everything figured out. Mm. But then I realise like, I'm a fully formed adult now and I yeah. still don't know what the hell I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we, like you said, if the families, the grandparents and that kind of stuff are yeah. there and kind of informing culture and stuff like that, it's just complicated. The world is so different now <laughs> in terms it is, of... It's hard to find a place, I think, well, where it's, you fit. 
obviously our grandparents are going to have very different ideas on how relationships should work and they're going to be very much entrenched in gender roles yeah. which we're now yeah. trying to destroy That's right. um mm. so i just think we're in a kind of season of flux yeah and we don't i don't know I like the, way to the dust needs to settle <laughs> and, and and that's scary it's scary <laughs> no because the, the, the truth is is that we're I believe that we're trying to find the right balance mm -hmm. and finding that balance between traditional, cultural and present day. Yeah. There's some things that clash. There's things that don't quite go mm -hmm. along. I mean, mm -hmm. I look at little things like diet, our diet from traditionally and culturally is not necessarily yeah. good for us necessarily. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so sometimes even understanding that we need to move with the times and understand mm -hmm. our bodies a bit more, which may be our parents. Put parents. on the rice, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's little things. <laughs> yeah. And you imagine that you're in a relationship with, with somebody and they have a different, you know, they want to eat vegan, you want to eat. There's yeah. little things that we, we as a people wouldn't have to have had to take on board in relationships previously. We wouldn't have to think about those sorts of things. And especially when it comes down to things like, um, now when we're talking about gender roles this is something that's really I'm, yeah, I'm interested to talk now. about yeah, that. yeah yeah you yeah know, well, what, is, what is expected for me as a man to what's my role here because in some some situations I've got to be the man and play the man role but in other mm. no 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 <laughs> no I don't go like that because I you understand what I'm saying it's difficult to, to realise and, and you know this so called new age man and what's the new age man so meant to do so where do you do? get your reference points for that for 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 what it means to be a man in 2019 like, oh. where do you where do you draw from to to feel grounded in i am a man and i know my role and i know what's expected of me a mixture of my parents yeah a mixture of um positive examples that i've seen around me whether mm -hmm. that's um people who just the public won't know them, but I just know them personally. I know how they live their life and how they, the examples they give mm -hmm. on the surface anyway. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my, my role speaks about goal models rather than role models. And you aspire to their goals. So there's, like there's many examples around us. Mm -hmm. It's just whether you tap into them. And so it's shaped and morphed by all of those examples around me because I recognise that there are what I call modern men that I look to mm -hmm. in regards to what they're doing but then i also go back to old school men yeah um that are doing that done things that i know is a real foundational thing that i need to keep so mm -hmm. i get a mixture of all of those sorts of things mm -hmm. um and then you have to work it out for yourself what yeah. works well for me because i'm an individual and i'm mm -hmm. you know how i think is gonna be very different to how my grandparents thought yeah and also how these modern men around me think mm -hmm. so it's that figuring out of what it is but what I do know is that it's not rocket science and I, that's just me saying to myself sometimes we make it more complicated than it is mm. um, what does it mean to be a man well come on I don't really need to go into too much detail some yeah. people will get the basis of it but there's some yeah. nuances in it there's slight things that maybe we need to think about and tweak mm. um, and really just have a discussion about maybe more than anything mm. do you feel like there's a pressure on what it, what it means to be a man from your wife's point of view do you think that she would have expectations around with certain things that you, you man for do? Yeah, definitely. There's things that man for do. And the reality <laughs> is that sometimes I, this is through our debates. We, I talk about, well, for example, I take on board everything mechanical in my house. Me fix everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
We're not calling no good. plumber. If I can, if I, if I can do it, me, I do it, you know. Yeah, and that allow, allows you to 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 kind of use your skills and your you know yeah. broaden your. So that's me, but mm. I wouldn't expect her to do those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. but there's certain things that I would I can't say you for cook. You know, that's your job. I couldn't. I wouldn't dream of saying that to her because it's not. I don't believe that's her role. But yeah. she sees my role. D- does that make sense? So there's some yeah. things that she sees so for me. Yeah, it's your role. It's a give and take thing. Yeah. Right. So the modern man now is gonna say, no, honey, it's all right. I'm gonna cook. <laughs> one week you cook the other week, yes. Yeah? Yeah. So that's how my house, my household runs. Yeah. Now that's the something whole week, that you know, not even a day. No, no, no. no the whole I'm week I cook one week, this. you cook one week. Because that means you shop one week, I shop one week. Okay. You know what I mean? That yeah. means that when I shop, I shop for what we need. Yeah. <laughs> when when <laughs> wifey shop, yeah. I'm being honest. When wifey shop, she shop for what we might want. Yeah. <laughs> she's now she's she's shopping. When women shop, yeah. And I've got her back on this. So. Go ahead. When women shop, we're not thinking just about what do we need in the next seven days. Uh-huh. We're looking and we're looking at the price and we're looking at how much of this thing we can get for this price. So we're thinking further ahead. Yeah. So when we're shopping, it's on the basis of that's mm-hmm. going to last us a month. Mm-hmm. Or we can buy this amount for the week because yes. you're going to shop again next week. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. it's more cost effective okay. to buy this to last a month. Okay. Now, it, this, this is, I love it. I love it. Because this is what I'm going to say to you. You buy what your household can manage. Don't buy holy <laughs> cucumber because they're on sale and we can't store them. Why? Because we can juice them. What's your beef? Huh? We can make but, juice. No, no. Oh yeah. Okay. We we could make juice, but who's gonna make the juice? Because if you're buying it because you're gonna make juice all week, love it. Yeah. But when we then block up the fridge and the fridge don't circulate properly and the fan go and the extractor go and then you got to buy a new well, you fridge. Can fix it, don't you? You <laughs> there you go. So I get vexed. I'm saying, hold on, you're just making more work for me. It don't make no sense. So I I, I do get that, but yeah. I do recognize that we do things differently, and yeah. so. Just by living with each other, we realise, you know what? There's an understanding about, I take certain roles because I realise that this is the so-called modern way, modern way for me to look at things. Mm-hmm. But also, acknowledge the fact that there's still male and female roles that I believe yeah. we have in, in, in the family. Mm-hmm. But we have to agree them. And that's it. So as a, so as a man who, who takes on the mechanical things, the, the, the fix-it things, mm. if you were out, if, if your wife had asked you, Babe, can you do X, Y, and Z? And you're like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But you're juggling things and you don't get around to it. And then yes. one day you come home and it's done. Mm-hmm. And then you say to her, oh, I thought you needed me to do such and such. She's like, oh, yeah, I got it sorted. Yeah. I got it sorted, is it? How yeah, you get how it started, you think- honey? Huh? Uh, who started it? It's fixed, isn't it? Uh, well, who fixed it? You fix it? Doesn't matter who fixed it. No, I want to know who come <laughs> in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what always gets me. Men always get upset about the same thing. Why? Did you, you pay them? Do it. Did you pay them? I, I got it done. No, it means doing it. I got it done. Relationship broke up already. Because <laughs> you can't be keeping no secret about. It's a secret. It's a secret. I'm asking you a direct question. I need you to just answer my question. That's secrecy. Okay, so yeah, I paid a little piece. But why are you paying when we're a family because and our money is our money? Yeah, and but therefore, our time is our time too, and it was taking you long. True, it, it did take me long, but you know, you could have just said to me, boy, look, if you don't do it by blah, 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 I'm going to get blah, blah, blah to do it. You know what that would have done, innit? That would have made me say, no, I'm not making no one come and do this when I can but do it. But then that means so your woman's got to put conditions on you if you to do it. If so, be it, so be it. That's not a problem. I don't no, mind. So I put conditions on, on you. It works both ways. That's why I switch off. Yeah, you see? Because then it starts to feel, you know, when it gets to those types of situations, it starts to feel like you're managing a man and that's not, that's not attractive, man. I, do you know something? It's, it's funny. It's a fine line. There's a, there's a, there's a saying I've heard. Yeah. Um, I used to attribute it to someone, but I realised they didn't say it. Um, <laughs> but it goes, and it's real simple. There are no good men. You have to make them. 
Oh gosh. It's, it's so really it's deep. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. What people don't realise, yeah? What people don't realise is that men are fueled by the the happiness of women. And I mean this from the perspective of, if from, the, very, from, a, from a very young age, we, we learn that we need to impress. We need to show that we can do, particularly, maybe that's run fast. Look, I'm going to show off because I can run, run fast and she's going to like me because I run fast or I've got the latest trainers or I've got the latest car. So this whole idea of impressing mm-hmm. becomes something that I acknowledge that there's a lot of power there. And so if, I personally believe that if women are really intent, I don't believe that you find the ideal man yeah so some people might say boy you know waiting for the idol i don't think there's an ideal man i think that there's something that you will take a look at and say you know what i can work with that yeah Mm. this mm, okay there's no perfect there's no there's no perfection in that so you know there's certain times when i i look at and i say to myself i have become a better man because of my wife that's Mm -hmm. she gets a load of credit for that yeah now she has made me that so I have to give her acknowledgement for that. Mm. If she didn't take the time to sharpen me in that way, then I wouldn't be who I am now. So there's something in that. There's something in her making me the man who I am now. And that's holding me accountable. That's yeah. uh, that's holding open, honest conversations. Mm-hmm. That's about looking at where we're going and what needs to happen for us to get there. Mm-hmm. And then measuring our steps in terms of saying, okay, we said we was going to do this. We've done that now. Mm-hmm. And so when I look look back at what we've achieved, it's because she has sharpened me. She has made me more intent and understanding about how other, other girls flex. Yeah. Little things like that, little nuances about mm-hmm. recognising that. Whereas a man, we don't necessarily see them or we don't take them on board. So mm-hmm. that has sharpened me to really start thinking about, okay, you're seeing way more than I am. And by her... So t- when she was shopping, that was a problem. No, like, because I told anyway. you, because it, it <laughs> equations, isn't it? Quick maths. It still comes down to, ultimately, we're just doing too much. Yeah, okay. Work within your space. If we have a three-bedroom house, we have yeah. a three-bed, not nine. Yeah. We can't store them. Where's it going? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I hear you. I just... Yeah, I think it's a it's a fine line. The sh- the sharpening is a fine line yes. because there's there's lots of situations where people come together and then one person and it's usually the woman, if I'm honest, based on the conversations I've had, is doing all of the shaping, the shaping and yeah. the sharpening and the honing and the molding and the pushing and cajoling. Yes, and then it just. You just start to feel like you've got a you. Yeah, word. Well, and this is why I said it's got to work both ways. Because mm-hmm. me shape, mould, I do exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for example, you was talking about mechanical stuff. Yeah. There was a period where people was like, Boy, I see your missus, she was fixing the car, you know, because there's been times where I've come <laughs> yeah. out, something she what car might have broken and I've shown her what I've done. Yeah. So she knows how to do it. She don't she mm-hmm. don't need me. Yeah. She knows how to do it herself. And then to her peers now, to her friends, mm-hmm. she's like, rah. How you get all these skills? Yeah. She has to recognise that I've sharpened her for that. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's how it works for both of us. That's just a practical, mechanical thing. Mm-hmm. But there's other ways in which we, we use each other to recognise, you know what, I'm going to try and get you to understand it from my perspective, just as you've been teaching me. Mm. And compliment one another. Some, we hope so. Some men resent that though. And then um, there's also the conversation that a woman needs to be the neck not the head and all these kind of the neck of oh, what the neck of the so relationship. the man is the head of the man's the head and okay. the woman's the neck so in terms of she controls the head in okay. a sense but it's i guess it's basically saying that women have to 
do some kind of sneak tactic in order mm. to get what they want, mm. in yeah. a sense. And yeah, in the, and s- I in don't, the same right. old Caribbean saying where women, older women have said, you know, you run things, but you have to make him think he's running things. Mm. Right. And it's like, who subscribes to that? Well, um, happily married women, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I don't know. Sometimes I look at the world like it's the matrix yeah. and there are certain rules to be followed. Mm-hmm. There's... I don't want to call it a game to be played, but there just seems to be a natural order of things and you can either go with the flow or swim against the tide. Yeah. Um, I think with the male ego, that needs to be managed. Uh, um, And I think a lot of women like ourselves, we just want to be able to speak to a man just directly. On a level. But um, I don't know. In my experience, it hasn't really work it doesn't work in, it doesn't work in your favor i think the 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 downside is men say i love smart women i like intelligent women i like women i can have a conversation with they do but not to date no they do but i feel when it nobody likes to be criticized and i, I think that's mm. the um point and that's man woman cat dog child or whatever mm. so if a man you know wants to assume head of household um position rank whatever yeah or you know just you assume that men are supposed to be leaders and stuff like that we're just obviously i'm adhering to traditional mm-hmm. um models yeah. then that man is not going to like a woman to approach him in a masculine way mm-hmm. and it kind of feeds into um the um dating coach that you yeah. talked about yeah um i don't know if you want to segue into that and mm. then saying that women need to um change their approach and kind of embrace femininity and femininity yeah so this so this um coach this feminine 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 coach not feminine so i'm sorry and so basically she guides women and kind of tries to cajole women into being more feminine into recognizing their feminine power and to um appreciate that there's a certain role and position we have to play in order for us to find our man or find our king or be claimed and so if you're behaving in a particular way then that's not really going to be possible because you're not allowing him the space to come and do whatever it is he needs to do and it's like on one hand some of the things that she says yeah i'll take on board and then other times it's just like oh it's just another relationship guru in inverted commas telling women what we're doing wrong and there was a lady who came over from the states a couple of weeks ago can't remember her name i really wanted to go to the event and i missed it and um i saw a video on instagram where somebody was explaining that she was having a hard time with dating and the woman just came with her like a barrage of like you shouldn't be doing this and you should be doing this and you should be doing that and you should and it's like well where is the accountability for this is a two-way scenario and there's nobody seemingly telling men what they need to be doing how they need to be stepping up how they need to be approaching women it's just all on women are screwing up women are damaged women are um at fault women don't know how to look after a man take care of a man bathe a man coach a man stroke a man's head feed him when he the other day i saw a video of a woman feeding a man the man was sitting there and he was saying this was yesterday the day before mac and cheese and then she was cutting up macaroni and cheese, putting it in his mouth, and then he was eating it like a hog. And then he was at steak, and then he was at coke, and then she poured the coke in his mouth. And then he said ass, and she turned around and he smacked her bum, and then he carried on. I said, what is this foolishness I am watching? 
And and then and then it had the actual cheat. The, the caption was, "This is why some of you heifers don't know how to keep a man." Mm. What? That's what? What? The, Excuse me. The pick me chicks, right? Yes. That Them will ones. do anything to kind of you know get a man's attention and affection and be chosen, and will even um, denigrate other women. Yeah. <laughs> who don't um, adopt that um, strategy? Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to relationships in my mind and i could be wrong this is just my personal opinion um Mm -hmm. so again don't come for me (laughs) i feel that there are more eligible bachelorettes than there are bachelors Mm -hmm. so i feel men who are desirable have their pick so they don't have to go to these seminars no (laughs) there's no scarcity for them Mm -hmm. so you'll find you know the women who you know are going to be up for going to these seminars and trying to do all these strategizing and stuff to um, get a man. But also there are a group of men who are struggling to find women because they don't have quote unquote game. So because their list is, their criteria is so stringent. Like it's, 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 it's so to the letter that they're not willing to budge on certain things. I think so. Because there's that concept of incels, right? Which Mm -hmm. is the extreme of men that just, cannot approach yeah. women or whatever maybe they um <clears throat> are very shy introverted mm-hmm. or unattractive or for whatever reason there is a subset of men that are struggling to date as well mm-hmm. um but i just think women are just more proactive in general i think as soon as we feel a little hurt we go straight to the doctors and stuff the guy will firm it until mm-hmm. you know his leg falls off and stuff like that <laughs> so i just think we're more Um, assertive in tune and then there's the biological clock yeah and i think we really do have um this kind of notion that it has to happen before i'm 35 Mm -hmm. whereas a man can have children in his 70s if he chooses to yeah so i think women just have some different societal pressures Mm um that kind of have us doing more of the work in order to be chosen and then going feeding back into um gender roles women don't get down on bended knee and propose. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it's like we're waiting to be picked yeah. in a sense because we don't even approach men in social settings. Mm. Black women especially, mm. I think we're a bit more reserved I don't know, in that. I, I used to, but I don't anymore. Right. I just, because I just feel like there's always, an, there's two elements. One, you can never tell whether that man's going to appreciate it or not, whether he's going to feel emasculated and feel some kind of way. That's always an issue. And then two, I just find that when you do that, it's rare, and and I could be wrong, but I think it's rare that a man will say no. And so there's an element of, is he really on this, or is it just because it was an offer? And so you have your whole, you spend the whole of the time knowing each other, getting to know each other, or being together, wondering whether he's really about it, or whether it was just opportunity, and he took advantage of the opportunity because it was presented. And so I think on that basis it's easier to say do you know what I'm not putting myself in that situation because when man wants something he shows you yeah I feel women people don't like to be embarrassed number one so even yeah. men struggle with approaching women mm-hmm. but I think more so women are not really on it and again it's just not traditionally what we do mm. like approaching men but um, yeah that that's a good point as in if I approach a guy I think men don't like to hurt women's feelings like directly I always tend to find when my relationships fail it's never been a conversation it's never oh let's sit down you know face to face this isn't Mm -hmm. working Mm -hmm. it's always done in a very immature 
and callous kind of way because they don't want to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if a woman approaches a man, he probably doesn't really want to go out with her, but he's going to feel a way to say no in her face. (laughs) But I think that comes down to my theory, and I could be wrong, and some people can come for me if they want to know business, but that that men don't leave relationships to be on their own in general. A man leaves a relationship when he's got a next relationship lined up. And so there's very rarely a gap and always an overlay. And so... They, those conversations don't happen because he's just hoping that at some point you'll just get jarred enough to just lock it off or, or have an argument and then you can walk away because that's the easiest way to do it. So I think the easiest way to do yeah. it is to have a conversation and say well, this, yeah. this isn't working this is anymore. Working. As opposed should we to, work it on it or should we just say goodbye? Yeah, as but, opposed to know. infidelity or, you know, well. slash tires. I, I just think it's easy to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about them words. I don't. I don't. I don't think I've ever been angry enough to do something vindictive. But, but the thing is, have you been married twenty years and had four kids for a man? No. Then you. I think the deeper you don't know that the, level of rage. exactly. So I feel the more you're um, invested, it will kind of determine know, your no, reaction. I still think there's a level. There's an element of you've got to be built a particular way to, no. to approach something. You know, I've been married way. for seven years, and my husband took me places that I never dreamed really? I would go in terms of rage okay yeah I don't I can't imagine losing it like when I'm angry enough I just walk away from a situation because I don't trust what I might do mm. so it's even it's even safer for everyone concerned for me to deal mm. with it that way and just calm down in yeah my I have my time. levels like I've never been in a physical altercation in my life but in yeah. terms of normally I'm quite passive mm-hmm. calm and no one's really gonna stir yeah. me mm-hmm. but there have been some very intense arguments that okay. have been had so it depends on the, the investment and the kind of the energy that you're receiving mm-hmm. and the sacrifice that you may have made as well mm-hmm. right, between well well so all right so i've got a specific question for you both actually so Simone, i'm gonna ask you first if do you think that marriage should be for life or that there is an alternative option for me personally for life okay um when I was in my marriage, I had tunnel vision. So I, I didn't have all this temptation or I'm looking mm-hmm. next man or that the grass is greener somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I'm just focused on trying to make this thing work. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't just see marriage in a kind of, we're pooling assets together. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build a future, a life. So why would I hop off that? train like bill gates ain't leaving microsoft for what like he's built (laughs) something yeah and he thinks it's good so he's going to continue building on it so Mm -hmm. um for me personally i think marriage should be for life Mm -hmm. and i think obviously when it comes to the weakness of the flesh that's probably why some people might not want to be in it for life Mm -hmm. but then like you said there are alternative options where there are couples and i don't know how many there are but they understand that we're in this for life Mm -hmm. but we're also going to have partners and you know do that thing but we know that we're core but we're going to be open to some degree Mm -hmm. so um it just depends on the individuals and stuff like that but i don't know for me and kind of i discussed that in on my youtube video like Mm. i think men are very open to you know Mm. poly relationships for them but they wouldn't want to even conceive an idea of a man penetrating their wife yeah so that's a whole uh, different absolutely so if it's if it's good for both of us then Mm -hmm. and a man is open to it 
then I guess that can work in their relationship, but that, that can't work for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you saying? Do you think marriage is for life? Uh. Sorry, putting you on the spot because you're married, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole family will be listening. <laughs> uh, I suppose the answer is yes. Yeah. Um, I, I like the analogy, really, because I, I, I associate marriage with kind of business. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. And there's so many... Um, parallels in that I see people who go into business with each other and the work that it takes to keep that business going in a partnership is a marriage yeah it's give and take it's it's recognizing when we got together what was it that I liked about you and has that changed <laughs> yeah. do you understand what I mean can we find something else that we like together mm-hmm. do you understand what I mean and that might be because the business now moved to another level and now you can invest together because you're like we've moved it to this level I'm buying that you're buying that let's let's move on with it yeah um so I think that this is the reason why sometimes our businesses don't last mm-hmm. as long as they should those joint businesses is because we don't work with each other enough um we don't um recognize that there's going to be challenges we don't recognize that um you know we made a commitment at the beginning and i'm not saying that you just stay in a marriage because you you, you've just got married Mm -hmm. um and you have to stay in it if it ain't working it ain't working i get it so that's the reason why i'm like "Mm, i get it i want to say yes but i do understand if it ain't working it ain't working it's like anything Mm -hmm. um but i do think feel though um again i had a, a a traditional african wedding and so there were significant parts in our wedding that I'm always drawn to when we have disputes in, in, in the family. An example would be, um, there's a part where um, the children bring up um, six calabashes and it will have different things in it, whether it's oil, whether it's water, whether it's alcohol. Um, and they were always a reminder of the bitter times, you know, they might yeah. be lemon and blah, blah, blah. And I remember mm-hmm. my soul children coming up and bringing stuff. So I remember uh, someone bringing a rock and it was like the rock can be broken, but yeah. it takes great force to break it. And mm-hmm. so that's always been things that remind me that I'm not to say that it's forever, yeah. but it means it's a great force that should really break this rock. Mm-hmm. And that those are the things that we, ha- we hold in our home that I see on a daily basis, mm-hmm. the rock. We still have the calabashes. We still have these things that remind us. Oh, wow. And so these are the things that sometimes when things are hard, as much as you can F and blind and blah, 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 there's an element of reminder that you made a commitment yeah. And some of these things are just to remind you it ain't always about you. Mm-hmm. I know that we serve a purpose to our community. Mm-hmm. That's crazy for people to even understand. Mm-hmm. But I know we serve a purpose because of the pe- the reflections that people give us. Yeah. But that can't be enough for us to stay together. Yeah. It's got to be deeper than that. And so we also recognise that we play a part. And so we need to recognise, all right, we need to work together to make sure that we can um, produce that. This is the reason why... I think giving honest reflections of our relationship is so important. Not to say, yeah, we're beautifully married and we have no problems, because that's mm-hmm, not the case. Mm-hmm. It's so much work, so much give, so much take. Even being here today is a matter of, of my wife saying, do your thing, yeah. I got this. Do you mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I, I had to prepare the food from the morning yeah. <laughs> to know that when she comes home, there's food. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, these yeah, little yeah, things that work. if we don't mm-hmm. communicate on it, it's hard work. So mm-hmm. it's for life. If these things are going to break us, yeah. then we're not ready. That's the truth. Those little things like not considering each other, mm-hmm. that's going to break us. That communication is going to break us. It's mm-hmm. so important. So the new age man is meant to be able to 
articulate himself. He's meant to be able to be emotionally literate. He's meant to be able to understand body language and everything else and all the other nuances that are going on. Mm. He's meant to be able to understand that because therefore the dialogue stays open Yeah. because apparently we're not as emotional as women. So we need to raise our game in that sense. Mm. Um, and that therefore allows a communication. But I know there's men that will say it works the opposite way. Mm. And that's just a reality. So yes, I do feel it is for life, but I recognise that if it's too much, then you, you know, you've got to make that move. Mm. Can I just ask? Because mm. I feel if two people want to make it work, it will work. And I feel it fails when one person checks out because I think it's a problem solving exercise. And again, going to a business, if you want a successful business, every business has challenges, but the company makes sure that they figure out the problems. Yeah. And I just feel as long as the two people just say always, we're going to work this out and are committed to work it out, I don't see why you have to break up people make mistakes mm -hmm. if you're changing the behavior and you're always just committed to family like i just feel it's a choice when people want to divorce it's just a choice someone has checked out and yeah. it just takes one person to check out that other person can do all the work it doesn't mean anything if you know you're, you're not both committed i i don't know do you feel it's hard to to do marriage for life i i think that they're my opinion is that marriage should be offered as a fixed term contract. I think that you should be able to get married for a finite period of time and then have the option to renew it when it gets to the end. And that sounds really mm. flippant, like a mobile phone contract. <laughs> sounds it, People laugh at me when I say that, but I think that the issue for a lot of men, because women are like, I want to get married and be together forever and ever, amen, and you know like there's this kind of fairy tale aspect whereas for men you say to men oh you're going to be married forever and you just see the dread in their face like the idea of being with somebody for a long time but my thing is if that's the is great. you don't marry that person then no I know I hear no. you but I'm, but I'm saying that's observation mm. so the, the, the sticking point seems to be in the foreverness I guess my point is to the commitment do of you the want forever so regardless of what other men want or what the majority of men want mm. would you want marriage forever me personally, mm. I don't know. Because mm. for me, I feel if there's children, family, shared assets, we're building, we're trying to grow our pension prot, plot, um, pot, sorry, yeah. we're trying to make um, retirement plans. What yeah. I don't see how fixed, I'm only with you for five years, then what am I doing? Like, I don't see how you can build. Because I, I, I believe in synergy. I believe that two people can amass more in Together. life mm -hmm. than one person can. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this whole do it alone yeah of. I don't it's not necessarily about doing it alone I just think that the, well, the, the, the idea for me it's a starting from scratch with another person yeah. every five years I don't no, see how you can make but, progress but that's my point it's not necessarily that it's going to come to this end of this period and then we're just going to say bye take care see you later it's almost a period to review it's, it's almost a period to say you know we've reached this milestone what's happening where are we where are we going what are we doing next what are we what are we both still on the same page and actually almost having an appraisal of the relationship with the option and not an easy yeah take care see you later just walk away option but an option of sorts that you can mm. say actually you know what i've really enjoyed this period i've learned a lot i've enjoyed you i've enjoyed the experiences that we've had together but i don't really feel like there's much more that we can do together 
I think in this scenario financial implications are massive because i know people can be financially ruined mm. after divorce mm. especially men mm-hmm. um i know a guy um he was married to a woman she stayed at home when they had their children and said she doesn't want to work yeah and then she actually decided she wanted the marriage to end and mm-hmm. he had to leave her his house mm-hmm. and kind of start from scratch yeah so how does that work every if you're doing that every seven but years? then that's a reason why a lot of men don't want to get married because Absolutely. because they don't see there's any benefit for them if it doesn't work out mm. but if you have an idea if you have some kind of setup i don't have the parameters worked out <laughs> but if you have some kind of setup in the beginning that takes that into consideration that at the end of this period this is what happens you've already covered that off because you've had a contingency for it i think that would only work for people that are very wealthy <laughs> in terms of know, you can have the holiday know. home i think the average <laughs> you know person living in london like what to get a place in london you're looking over half a mil yeah but people aren't necessarily buying anymore that's another mm. consideration and so the the way that london life is set up is not even set up to buy so just because you say okay we're going to get married and be together do you have to buy you could still rent but i think this is exactly it i think the whole idea of <clears throat> there's an example that speaks about I, I have peers around me who have children out of where they live yeah that means they've got to buy Mm-hmm. two sets of food for the fridge yeah two telly mm-hmm. two and so there's sometimes by just being able to say the only way for us to even buy in london is to come together, is to come together. Yeah. Do you know what i mean and again mm-hmm. it's that business arrangement it's mm-hmm. something that we're making a move to do this together because without each other yeah how do we really think we're going to survive mm-hmm. in these times i just think that and, and and i'm and i'm an advocate for people doing their own thing you know and i'm yeah. I, I don't believe that everyone is meant to get married. I don't believe that mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. some people are just not compatible and they're not really going to invest in, in, in what they're doing. But I do feel of all that there's so many benefits yeah. that it kind of outweighs the individual. I mean, the individual can be quite um, here today, gone tomorrow as such. But I think that when you're building for something, you're building for a long term. Children, what are you leaving your children behind? Nothing. But if you're not having children most people have children we also said that we are the anomaly like literally you and one yeah. other woman that's it <laughs> of all the thousands of people that i've met in my entire life so generally speaking people are out here having kids yeah. all the men that i'm dating um mm-hmm. the average is two three or four yeah. so people have children yeah. and we need to when you bring people onto planet earth you need to kind of think about how to make their <laughs> life a little bit easier when you pass on but and these people they, like you said that's people having two three and four children and they're not married and they've got no plans yeah, but that, that's why they're not seriously minded people i think mm. a lot of people go through life and just experience life and don't plan their life yeah and I think for me personally, like I said, I watched my mum be a single parent and I said to myself, hmm, it's not a great yeah. strategy. It's a lot of stress, mm-hmm. um, a lot of financial pressure. Um, now, obviously, she wants to find love. So she now has to kind of make choices between her children and a new man yeah. and even time to date and all these kind of things that you now have to mm-hmm. take on board Um and I think that robs your children in some way of experiences. Yep. Um, so just for me, I, I'm about breaking um, cycles that are yep. negative. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people don't think that way. And then I feel sorry for men, in a sense, when it comes to 
children because a man can be with a woman casually and she decides well I don't care if we're not in a relationship and I'm just having this child so now what I'm saying I'm saying it's the woman's choice he's responsible for his ejaculate we're not getting into this I understand that but at the end of the the day (laughs) they were both having casual sex they were and and obviously yes they're both responsible but the woman he's responsible for where his sperm ends up that's it the woman decides to have the child it's a different argument altogether (laughs) But then, okay, but then, sperm, what kind of responsibility but I'm saying the, the woman then has a choice to make. <laughs> <laughs> the woman has a choice to make to be a single parent because obviously that man is not in a relationship with you. So you have no, decided to become I a single parent. And, and I think a lot of women... decision consciously. Yes, but then some women have the child in a way to... in the hopes to keep the man, yeah. which is a poor strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying... That's how men end up with lots of kids. No, that's not how men end up with lots of kids. Not lots of kids, because clearly they didn't learn from the first lot of sperm. I'm sorry, let's not get excited. Okay, what I'm saying... You can't make that mistake more than once. Well, people do. And my point is, you're speaking... It's not a mistake, it's a choice that they made in the moment, that that moment was more important and more precious than whatever comes next. Yeah, but we're going... We've got to understand that we're also animalistic in a sense, and then we have our... Um, so logical mind absolutely they have to deal with what comes with it at the end of the day a lot of men don't like well a lot of people in having don't like having protective sex yeah and that's just a reality of yeah. it and that's why we are where we are mm-hmm. so that's why they are where they are well the women everyone suffers the yeah. children suffer well, the mothers no, suffer true, everyone suffers so Everyone does. there's no point even <laughs> blaming Put finger point and then say no, it's I'm the man's fingers, man. Well, I'm fingers. Okay. That woman, because, that like woman you, allowed that man yeah. to have unprotected sex with her too. She, she, she At did. the end of the day, she we're did. all we're all involved and we're all going to have to pay the price. <laughs> Banner fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Banner fire. All right, so we're running out of time. So I'm gonna ask you guys some some tombola questions. We like to do these just random questions. Mm. It's a yes or it's a. It's either a yes or no, or it's a one or the other answer, but you have to say why you chose your answer. So, Amen. No. <laughs> it's an either or question. Right. Your wife comes home and tells you she's got a work husband. How are you feeling about it? A work that? husband? A what work that? husband? <laughs> What's her work, work husband? Bestie. She's got a bestie at work that she she's calls a her work husband. Yeah. It's a dude at work. No, no, no. You have to go a bit deep. <laughs> What's work husband? No, no. We want to understand this work husband. Let's get me hear it later. <laughs> friends, they go to, they go to lunch, lunch together. together. They're besties at work. You know, like proper tight. And like when but she talks about it, it's like, you know, Dave, I don't know his name. Dave. And you're like, who's Dave? And she says, I'm my work husband. Um, what's the question? For or against? And For or against? And where? And where? Against, because... Our agreement is that we wouldn't have work buddies okay. like that. So I can't say, yes, yeah, Sally, me and Sally did go. No, it can't work. You and Sally went to lunch. What's the beef? Mm. It's an agreement, isn't it? It's just an yeah. agreement. That's it. That's, okay. that's the answer. All right, cool. <laughs> Simone, emotionally intelligent man or compassionate man? Which is your preference and why? You don't have to be. God, that's mm. like... I know what you're going to say, but no. <laughs> I would say emotionally I would say emotionally intelligent mm. but I don't know doesn't compassion feed into that it kind what? of it could, it could I, I feel not necessarily you know well I think you need to be emotionally intelligent <laughs> to be compassionate so I don't know if it's they're mutually oh, they're, they're, they're different in any way alright <laughs> fair enough 
Owen. Mm. New Year's Day or New Year's Eve and where? Um, ooh, it's a good one. Um, New Year's Day, because it's the first, last day of Kwanzaa, mm-hmm. and it's about faith. So, okay. New Year's Day. All right, all right. Saman, telephone call or WhatsApp stroke text? Telephone call. I should have changed that. I'm going to change that. I'm going to cheat. Let's go back. <laughs> telephone call or video call and where? Telephone call. <laughs> because intrusive. yeah I think video calls are quite intrusive and then you they'll be like so what are you wearing yeah and then it kind of just can go a bit left and I'm, left I've got work quick. in the morning and <laughs> I really don't have time for this you have them sort of conversations <laughs> yeah we have to start it's honey hard. we have to start that you know yeah that's been a topic on every podcast we've done so far is video calling has come up and it's been a bone of contention um <laughs> I mean yeah. I was going to ask you this, but I already know the answer. I'm not asking you that one. <laughs> what's, more, what's more preferable? 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 Proactive partner or reactive partner? Oh, proactive all day. <laughs> ah, all day. Yeah. Because? Because I just like proactive people. Okay. Yeah. I just think that everything comes from, you know, positive comes from people who are proactive rather than reactive. Mm. So, yeah, definitely proactive. All right. Cool. Simone, last one. Netflix or cinema and where? Netflix. Interesting. Because I like to talk in a film and <laughs> I'm <me>. really <laughs> irritates me. <laughs> when, no, let's say I like to um, react as the director intended for me to react. So when I see something funny, I'd like to, you know, release my laughter. And I don't want Richard in the back scoffing at me. Yeah, because you're laughing too exactly. hard. Too loud. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah I asked that question everyone was always like cinema in it cinema's experience cinema and I'm like yeah I do think cinema's an experience but I do like you I love I love to chat I get cussed regular for well, chatting it's, in it's, the cinema it's funny because my daughter is a Netflix like I always say to her why do you watch Netflix with the subtitles on she because I'm eating and I'm like yeah I get it because she's eating because she's munching so when she's so munching she can't she's making this noise in her yeah, ears yeah and I'm okay. like yeah because like, the cinema is true yeah when you're yeah and now I get it <laughs> subtitle Netflix okay well it has been a pleasure mm. it's been a very interesting conversation I have enjoyed your company thank you for coming along again for listeners you have been listening to myself Comfort Without Apology I've been joined by Simone Brown you can find her on Instagram at Simone Brown Film or one word obviously and she has a series on YouTube which is called Dating While Black you should look that up and check it out I watched um, a little tiny snippet of it today it looks great I'm going to tune into that this weekend and watch it properly um, Amon Noir, you can find him online also on Instagram at Amon Noir, spelled A-M-E-N-N-O-I-R. And also his children's clothing brand, Reflect Couture, because they're fancy. Mm. And um, look them up online, connect with people, follow us, tune in, tell a friend to tell a friend and share the podcast. You have been listening to Situationship Central and we out. Peace. Peace.
Thanks for listening. You've been tuned in to Situationship Central with your girl, Comfort Without Apology. Catch us again sometime soon. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe and share and connect with us on socials at Situationship Central.